0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Vulnerability Hangover Podcast. I'm your host Nikki, and this is Enzo, our emotional support pup. And today we are going to be talking about mental health, my journey with mental health, therapy, and what I'm doing to further improve my mental health to this day. I also want to start off this episode by saying I want to destigmatize mental illness. I also don't entirely agree with slapping a mental illness label on someone and saying this is what you're gonna have for the rest of your life because I certainly am not the same as I was when I was 14 years old. I'm 25 right now, so I definitely think that there are things that you can work through when it comes to your mental health. I'm also going to put a trigger warning out there because there will be talks about uh, suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety, CPTSD. I won't be going into too much detail about some traumatic things that happened to me um, just because I'm going to be saving those for future episodes, but I am definitely going to be diving more into my mental health journey and where I was when I first started versus where I am right now. Before we start off this episode, I am going to pull from the gratitude slash affirmation deck and let's see what one we get today. Okay. I welcome love health happiness and abundance into my life super true I welcome all the health all the abundance and all the happiness in my life alright let's jump into the episode my mental health journey starts from when I was a kid but I didn't get proper medical attention meaning medications or therapy for my mental health until I was about 13 years old. I believe the first time I ever saw a therapist was when I was in 7th grade and I believe in 7th grade you're like 12, 13, around that age. I have always kind of been a rambunctious kid. I was easily overstimulated. I have always been very anxious so a lot of the time it was hard for my parents peers and my teachers to tell really what was going on with me but as i've gotten older and with the things that i've been diagnosed with everything kind of makes sense so i had a really hard time when i was in school i was not able to focus i had a hard time completing tasks I had a hard time sitting in my seat and I had a really hard time getting distracted and talking with my peers so that was kind of a telltale sign when I was younger that I possibly had ADHD but I wasn't diagnosed until I was 20 years old when I first started going to therapy and when I first started getting into my mental health journey was when I was in seventh grade around that time I had some friends that were going to therapy and were diagnosed with depression and anxiety and the way that they talked about their depression and their anxiety was pretty similar to how I was feeling I think around that age it's pretty normal to feel depressed and anxious. You're also going through a lot of different changes hormonally. I was also being bullied at the time so that was another thing. And I think my parents kind of knew that I had anxiety because my sister had been diagnosed with it and my dad also struggles with anxiety and depression does run in my family. But, and this is no hate to my parents, but I don't really think that their generation is super open-minded as our generation is when it comes to mental health. They definitely knew that I was struggling with something, but they basically chopped it up to, oh, she's just a wild kid and she'll grow out of it. But it was never something that, I really grew out of unfortunately I was progressively getting worse I was getting more and more depressed and it was starting to take a toll even more so on my schoolwork so I expressed to my parents several times I thought that I was depressed they set me up with a therapist I did have to get a referral so I went to my primary care doctor explained to them the symptoms that I was having and they were like, yeah, it definitely sounds like anxiety and depression. You do need to set her up with a psychiatrist and a therapist. So I got a referral for a therapist and a psychiatrist. They kind of went hand in hand and luckily they worked in the same office. After I went to my therapist's office, she would write a note and send an email over to my psychiatrist and i would go to the psychiatrist and pick up any medication that i needed so around that time i also was put into testing with another psychiatrist that was outside of the clinic but worked pretty closely with the psychiatrist that managed my medication and my therapist my testing that i had to go through to get diagnosed and get on these medications took a couple of days there were various tests I had to complete certain concentration tests tests for memory there were a bunch of other tests that I had to go through like I said it was like three days worth of things I can't really remember entirely what they were but they basically went over my behaviors from when I was a young kid up until how old I was which is around like 12 years old or so I was diagnosed with disruptive mood dysregulation disorder which was my first diagnosis when when I was 12 years old. I don't really feel like there's a lot of research behind that. I feel like they just kind of slapped whatever on my head because they couldn't quite figure out what was going on with me. It was like an abundance of things. They told me as I got older it probably would fall more into having anxiety. I was showing signs of CPTSD and that was actually the first time I heard about CPTSD and they also said that it could also lead into me having clinical depression. So disruptive mood dysregulation disorder is a condition in which children or adolescents experience ongoing irritability, anger, and frequent intense temper outbursts. I was a very temperamental kid. I was very sensitive to a lot of things. Sound was one of them. Certain textures, all that kind of stuff was very irritating to me. And from what I know now, a lot of those outbursts were direct reaction to me having CPTSD. So certain things would trigger me, and I would have frequent anger outbursts. A lot of children who are diagnosed with disruptive mood dysregulation disorder are on the spectrum. I have never been formally diagnosed. I am not here to say that if you have this certain diagnosis that you are on the spectrum and I am NOT diagnosing myself I'm just saying that that is something that some children have so I just want to put that out there I started seeing a therapist and it felt like this therapist wasn't taking me very seriously. Granted, I was pretty young and it was my first time in therapy. So I decided I wanted to go to a new therapist. So I got another referral for another one in that same office. And this lady specifically worked with children who had anxiety disorders and since one of the diagnoses i had was anxiety she was a very good fit for me so i saw her for a couple of years and one thing about therapy is not every therapist is going to be right for you it's just like every other relationship you probably are gonna have to Interview a couple of them before you find your perfect match But when you're younger you kind of just get settled into Whatever is the best option or whatever your parents may feel is The best fit for you I worked with this lady for a couple of years and then she ended up going to a different practice and I was referred over to Another woman in that same office now this therapist I saw for a really long time I think I saw her from when i was 14 years old up until 18 years old she really really got to know me her and i worked through a lot of my panic attacks there were some counseling appointments where my parents would come in and explain kind of what was going on but mostly the therapy that i went through was just between my counselor and i throughout high school i did struggle a lot with insomnia i struggled a lot with anxiety attacks i also struggled with having really bad nightmares and i did have thoughts of suicidal ideation unfortunately there was a lot of things going on really in my formative years and there was a lot of stuff that had not been addressed from my childhood that were very traumatic for me that i was able to bring up in therapy and work through them not going to get into those things right now because I'm going to save them for later episodes, but I didn't have the most picture-perfect childhood and I think a lot of these diagnoses, unfortunately, are a result of that. Throughout my teenage years, I was on several different medications. A lot of them were for anxiety and depression but one thing that never fully got any attention was the issue that i had with focusing in school like i mentioned i wasn't diagnosed with adhd until i was about 20 years old i went my entire whole year undiagnosed adhd i didn't have a proper treatment plan for how i was set up in school which is kind of frustrating, but at the same time, my parents and my therapist did everything that they could to keep me on track. I did end up graduating. I never went to college, and that's something that I don't necessarily feel like I missed out on, but I wish I had the opportunity to be on track to go to college if I decided that I wanted to. I just never really felt like I was good enough for college i didn't think i was smart enough because i struggled so much in school and i just had a really hard time turning in assignments i had a hard time focusing and i had a hard time retaining information and i still kind of am like this to this day although i work around that issue one thing that was nice is towards the end of my high school year i was put on a 504 plan with my school with a 504 plan it's like an adjusted diploma so you have longer time to turn in assignments and you're able to be excused from certain assignments and all that kind of stuff that was really nice because during school i would get pretty worked up and have panic attacks and would have to leave the classroom because of it and there was just a lot of different things that would trigger my panic attacks but the main thing that I think triggered my panic attacks was I didn't feel like I was able to retain enough information and that was extremely frustrating that was very hard for me to work through and I think that's also a reason why I had such a hard time being consistent with a lot of the things that I have in my life. So moving forward throughout high school, the best way that I could describe my mental state was I was just a car slowly running out of gas. I felt like there was not a lot going for me and I was just kind of pushing along and doing what I thought would be best for me which was you know completing high school and then maybe moving forward as you may know I never went to college that wasn't really an option for me and then moving past High school at 18 years old I was kicked out of my parents house and during that time I was struggling a lot with my depression and anxiety I was on various different medications towards the end of high school I believe I was on an anti-anxiety medication but that medication made me gain a lot of weight so I was able to taper myself off of that and that's kind of when I started dabbling in drugs a little bit, drinking and partying a little bit more. I did end up developing an eating disorder. I think it was just my entire childhood trauma. My trauma with being bullied in high school and all that kind of stuff came to a head and I just kind of spiraled out of control for a little bit. Luckily I was able to get out of that and I managed my depression and anxiety the best that I could but I still was having a very hard time with getting anxiety attacks and feeling extremely depressed and not feeling good enough all that kind of stuff. And I was seeing a therapist at that time. In fact, I was seeing a therapist twice a week because my anxiety and depression was so bad. I wasn't living with my parents. That was a huge adjustment for me, and that was something that I had to work through with my counselor and, you know, just really becoming an adult and figuring that stuff out on my own. I'm a very resilient person. I truly feel like all my adversities have gotten me to where I am today and I know that no matter what happens to me I am going to be successful but during those times and going through all that stress was a lot for me. I kind of got to this point in therapy where I was going there twice a week. I didn't really feel like I was getting the results that I wanted and I had really low self-esteem, I'll just say that. I didn't really have a lot of value on myself and I think that's why I went into the line of work that I did being a bikini barista because I felt like I was not smart enough to go to college i felt like the only thing i was enough for to make money was with my looks. so i kind of got pushed into that industry because i had super low self-esteem and that's kind of where i feel like a lot of stuff went south for me when i turned 19 years old i kind of was going through this phase of like dating a lot of people really trying to figure myself out while also juggling being an adult, you know, paying bills, paying rent, staying consistent with full-time work, all that kind of stuff, and I ended up getting myself into a couple bad situations. I'm not going to talk about them in this episode just because there's so much to those traumatic things that I want to save them for future episodes. I will touch on those things just right now. I'm not going to talk about it. Those things really altered the way that I thought about myself and pushed me to this decline with my mental health. Rolling into my early 20s, I was seeing a therapist three times a week because I was so severely depressed. I felt like my life was not worth living anymore. And I ended up seeing a new therapist because my therapist that I did have moved to a different practice. So I was referred to another lady who was at a completely different office than my psychiatrist and my therapist's office. Luckily at that office they had a psychiatrist there as well and she was able to manage my medications. So I started seeing this new therapist and she suggested that I go in for further testing. I explained to her that I felt I was kind of hitting this weird plateau when it came to therapy, and that's something that happens naturally. It's just like going to the gym. Sometimes you hit this weird point where you don't really feel like you're progressing that isn't always necessarily an indicator that you need to give up but it could also be an indicator that you need to be going a different route with whatever you're doing she suggested i go in for further testing because she believed that i was displaying certain traits of complex PTSD, also known as CPTSD. I had been diagnosed with that in my past, but I felt like it was pretty glossed over and I didn't get the proper treatment that I should have. Okay, so now we're going into my new diagnosis. One thing that was really awesome about this psychiatrist is she actually listened to me when I let her know that I had been on lots of different anti-anxiety medications and lots of different anti- antidepressant medications and none of them really seem to work. She suggested that I go to do DNA testing to see which antidepressant and anxiety medication would work best for me and we ended up finding out that a lot of medications work for me. My body just doesn't process or processes too quickly a chemical I believe called L-methylfolate and I think that's a chemical compound that breaks down certain medications, I'm not entirely sure. She suggested I take one of those supplements with anxiety medication or a antidepressant if i wanted to get back on medication around that time i was trying to find a more natural route i knew of certain treatments i knew that they were more accessible to me because i live in the state of oregon not a lot of states allow these certain treatments and i'm talking about like a psychedelic treatment ketamine treatment stuff like that so around that time I wasn't on any medications but my anxiety and my depression was getting a lot worse I knew that I did not want to get back on medication but if I absolutely needed to and my psychiatrist suggested I was willing to go back on these medications but I wanted to try the more natural route so she suggested a bunch of different things that i could do so my therapist psychiatrist and i all worked together to come to the conclusion that there possibly was some mental illness that we were not properly addressing my psychiatrist put me through new testing and i was diagnosed with ADHD. And it also came back that I have CPTSD and that I have traits of OCD and possibly borderline personality disorder. They didn't want to rule it out entirely. They just basically said, you know, you have these traits. It could possibly just be a trauma response from the CPTSD, but you do have some traits of these. So we'll investigate that further in your treatment plan. My therapist and I started working on this workbook. A lot of people have these types of workbooks when they go into therapy. I had one for anxiety and then I ended up having another one for CPTSD. One thing about CPTSD is the C stands for complex so there's a lot of things that go into this disorder. Unfortunately I feel like it was a combination of things from my childhood and what had happened to me when I was 19 years old and unfortunately with the result of that traumatic experience I developed OCD my form of OCD that I had was in the form of like obsessively cleaning myself so I would wash my hands constantly I would shower several times a day it was like compulsion that I could not stop I also had super obsessive thoughts and I would like obsess over a lot of things like certain scenarios certain people certain things that people have said to me and it was just this repetitive thing that went on in my head that I felt like I could not control and it was something that really started to happen when I was having these panic attacks that's another thing too with PTSD is you can have really really bad anxiety attacks My anxiety attacks were so bad sometimes that I had to be hospitalized. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was dying. There were times where I actually had to be sedated because I was so anxious. I had medication that I had to take that were like as is for my panic attacks. And that was very hard for me because it affected a lot of things in my life. It affected my friendships. It affected my intimate relationship and it affected my family life a lot there were a lot of different things that would trigger me i have sensory issues so certain sounds were very traumatic for me because of what happened to me at 19 years old it was very hard for me to be intimate with my partner at the time there were a lot of triggers revolving around that i also struggled a lot with abandonment issues i felt like whenever someone was giving up on me. I felt like it was the end all. Working through this form of therapy, unfortunately it was around the time that COVID hit so my therapist and I were not able to be in office together and I kind of fell off with my therapy. I did end up getting back on birth control which I feel like is also a huge issue for mental health. And I ended up getting back on antidepressants that was pretty short-lived because it was giving me a lot of Adverse side effects that I just didn't want to deal with from the age 20 to 25 I Was in and out of therapy check in with my therapist every once in a while But I felt like I was able to utilize a lot of the tools from when I first started when I was 20 years old and I carried that into where I'm at right now. So some of the tools that we practiced in therapy was mindfulness. We also practice meditation. That's where I kind of got really into meditating and my yoga practice. I also got into going to the gym a lot more. I've noticed that has helped my mood significantly. And also just overall being mindful of the environments that I put myself in. I'm a very intuitive person. And I've noticed that whenever I ignore that intuition or that feeling, I always end up getting myself in a bad situation. So I'm better at gauging certain scenarios just based on my intuition. And I haven't had a situation where, you know, it's kind of put me back into you know, having a panic attack or anything like that. But there were some times, especially during lockdown, where I would have full-blown, PTSD panic attacks. I would almost revert back into this childlike state like I would hyperventilate. I would feel like I was essentially dying. I felt like I was going down this downward spiral and I couldn't get out of it. I would repeat certain things and it felt like I was almost in this dreamlike state and there was almost nothing that could console me except for my partner just literally wrapping me into his arms. There were times where I unfortunately peed myself. There were times where I would throw up. That was very hard, but being able to utilize those tools and also implement journaling. That was a huge thing that uh, helped me when I was getting worked up. Also taking a break from whatever you're doing, like literally just getting up and walking away, taking a walk or doing something like that has really helped me too when I get into that panic mode. Now we are at the age of 25 where I'm at right now and where am I with my healing journey regarding my mental health. So I am getting ready to go to a new therapist. I am interviewing another person. I really do think it's important that you interview therapists before you start diving in deep because you never know like how that relationship can develop. I mean this person is gonna know the most intimate parts about you and that's really something that I struggle with a lot in therapy i have a hard time really opening up and talking about my past and my diagnoses i also don't like attaching myself to those quote unquote labels i definitely feel like i have my DPTSD under control. I definitely feel like I have my anxiety under control and I do know what can trigger anxiety. I'm more mindful about my mental health than I ever was when I was younger. Another thing too that I feel like is very important when it comes to mental health is the type of people that you're surrounding yourself with. Whether it be a partner or a friendship it's important to have someone who is supportive of you and your mental health because when you're super close with another person they can directly affect your mental health I don't care what anyone says I had been with a partner that was not good for my mental health whatsoever it almost felt like I was developing a mental illness within itself. And I'm not trying to be insensitive when it comes to stuff like that, but I literally felt like when I was with this partner, they drove me to be crazy. I'm also not putting the blame on that person entirely. There was things that I did that were not so great as well. But I do think that the people that you surround yourself with can directly affect your mental health. I also think it's important to not just slap a label on someone like just because you think someone might have traits of a specific uh, mental health disorder does not mean that they have it. and I think it's extremely arrogant and extremely harmful to push that agenda especially if you don't have the medical expertise to be diagnosing people i see that a lot in social media nowadays and especially with people who are self-diagnosing i know that not everyone has access to get a therapist or to get a psychiatrist to be diagnosed with those things but i think you need to be very careful about diagnosing someone or yourself just because it can be extremely harmful i also think that everyone struggles in their own way with mental health nobody's perfect certain mental illnesses show up for different people i think where i'm at right now is i am in a position to be seeking therapy again. The reason why I want to be going to therapy again is because I want to utilize the tools that I have learned throughout my 25 years and be able to implement them in my day-to-day life and also just have someone to be kind of a soundboard and help me navigate certain situations properly. I'm a business owner and I plan on having kids one day and I want to make sure that I am putting myself into the position to be mentally the best person possible. I definitely don't want to repeat the cycle of generational trauma onto my own children, and I definitely don't want to bring whatever baggage I may have into my workspace. Seeking therapy is extremely important for me right now and Like I mentioned, I'm in the process of finding a new therapist. I think it's important for me to be going into therapy now and starting fresh, especially with the last year that I had. There's a lot of things that I can't legally put out online, but there was a lot of things that I went through last year that took a huge toll on my mental health and on my body, and I think that directly affected a lot of my relationships in my life. And I want to show up and be the best person possible, even on my bad days, I am going to be going into therapy with a fresh slate, and I'm going to be open-minded, and I'm going to be open to different treatments as well. In conclusion, mental health is extremely important, and not every journey is going to be the same. There are some things that I did leave out of this episode just because I'm going to be talking about them in future episodes. I hope you guys took something from this episode. I appreciate you guys giving me the space as always and I hope that someone out there can listen to this episode or listen to any of my episodes and know that yes people can fall on hard times but that doesn't mean that you can't get back up again and make something beautiful out of whatever may have happened to you i really look forward to future episodes talking about what happened to me because I definitely think that my certain situations can help a lot of people thank you so much for tuning in to the vulnerability hangover please make sure to like rate review subscribe follow wherever you listen to podcasts share with your friends if this episode helped you or just because I greatly appreciate you guys thank you so much for listening I'll see you guys in my next episode okay love you bye